Are you glad you're here? I'm glad you're here. I am excited to have you with us. We're excited to have all of our first-time guests. Thank you for being with us. Faith and you, don't you love first-time guests? You. Amen. Amen. Appreciate you being here. If you're looking for a church home, hope you found one today. We are excited to have you with us. Uh, excited to have somebody hanging out with us up in New York at the very moment. Uh, we're Skyping in. Uh, Ryan from New York, he's up there playing baseball. Look back at the camera, at the uh, sound booth, at that computer, and just wave. Blow him sugar. Blow him sugar. There you go. Blow him sugar. And uh, Ryan, we love you, buddy. We're praying for you. Matter of fact, let's do this. Just pray for him real quick. He's been uh, battling a shoulder arm thing uh, injury, and we believe God's a healer. Amen. That's right. Oh, man, y'all weak this morning. Amen. Did you get your coffee? I said, I believe God's a healer. Amen. And I, 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 God reminded me of this this morning and, uh, and just wants me to do it again. In this service, we're going to pray for healings today, any special needs in the area of healings, and we're going to let you come down. We're going to believe God's going to do some work. I've, I've seen too many God people struggle for way too long with issues, and I'm tired of it. Amen. 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 I'm sick of it, and so I've had enough of it. So we're going to take authority over some things today. Let's pray for Ryan real quick. Father, we ask you to touch Ryan right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing into his body. We thank you that you took on your back what he needs this morning, God. And we thank you for healing him today. We pray that you'll touch every ligament, every tissue, every muscle, every problem right now the enemy's trying to attack. We speak life today and healing into him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, hello to those listening online. This is cool. We have uh, a lot of folks who are on vacation. It's just that time of year, and we, um, I've had them... Uh, Call me and email me and say, I'm going to be listening online as soon as it gets up. And so I think that's cool. So those who are listening online, good to have you. And also, uh, any iTunes folks in here? Raise your hand if you're an iTunes person. Let's just kind of, just kind of see where this kind of congregation is. Okay. All right. Y'all getting there. Y'all behind the times. Get with the program, people. Come on. What's wrong with y'all? Uh, if you're an iTunes person, we're now up on podcasts. So we have uh, our Faith United Recent podcast online. You can subscribe to it, click one button, and uh, every, sun, every week the, the message will go straight to your iTunes, and you can plug in your iPod or MP3 player and download that, and that's all good. So that's really cool. Amen? Got your worship guide. Hold it up real quick. Okay, that's something new. I kind of threw something. Somebody held the Bible up. Okay, that's your worship guide, too. That is true. But uh, if you are a first-time guest, you haven't filled out this, this uh, um, information card right here on the front connection card. I hope you'll do that before you leave. Go back to the hospitality room back here to your wherever you're sitting, that room right there. So, uh, and uh, fill it out. We've got a special prize, a special gift we want to give to you. Also, if you have any special prayer requests or whatever it is, you can put that out. Somebody said prize. Yeah, I said that. It is a prize. But uh, cool. Also, do this. There's a back, uh, place on the back. Take notes. I encourage you to write this stuff down. Go back, study it, and read it. God will bless you for it. Amen? Now, if you got your Bible, you can hold that up. Okay. All right. That's good. That was, that was, that was decent. All right. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, amen, amen, we got here last week, kicked off a brand new series last week, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was just, this is good stuff, this is just good stuff, challenging but good, Hebrews 12, chapter 1, chapter 12, verse 1, when you got it, say amen, amen. well, y'all quick, verse 1, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside Every weight. I'll say that again. Let us lay aside every weight. Not God remove the weight. That's, that's going to be crucial to this 
understanding of this series and what we're trying to teach here. It's not God remove this weight that I'm carrying. He said, let us lay aside the weight. So if there's some weights in your life, there are some things there. And he tells us what we're talking about here. So there are some things he's got to remove, some things we've got to lay aside. So if this is the area of uh, removal, this is it. He says, and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Man, we're on a race. We're on a journey. We're on on a race. I believe there's a finish line not too far down the road. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Man, that that part is really cool. If you understand what that's saying, uh, uh, let me just say something about that. He he sat down. If if you've ever read in the scripture where Jesus went into the temple and he sat down and he opened up the scriptures and he read the scriptures, he read from the prophets like Isaiah and he read what these guys had written. He read the scripture and and, and he he made a statement one time and I thought it was just really neat. He said, this today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And the Bible says he closed it and he sat down signifying that the work had been done. Oh, y'all, y'all maybe don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. I, let me explain a little more. Signifying that the, the, the lamb, signifying the prophecy, signifying what was said had been fulfilled when he showed up on the scene. And he closed it up and sat down and signifying that it had been done. And in this scripture today, it says this. It said, he sat down at the right hand of God. That's awesome. Signifying that it is done. Signifying that what you need today, he's done. Signifying that what you are going through, he has the answer to. Amen? In the name of Jesus, let's pray. God, thank you for what you're doing today. Thank you for this word. Lord, I know, God, this is challenging to hear some of the things we're talking about, God, but let us grab it. Let us run with it, God, and let us put it in action in our life, God, and we thank you today for what you're doing as we talk about a subject that we don't need operating, we don't need to have in our life today, God, called envy. We pray that you'll just uh, today, if we're struggling in these areas, make it clear to us today and as your people, God, we lay it aside. We lay it aside. Every weight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Kicked off a new series last week called Seven. And uh, it was just fun. We were dealing with the seven deadly sins that, that uh, you'll, you'll read. It came around the 6th century by Pope Gregory the Great. And, and they, they looked at this list and they, they made this list out of what comes against the virtue of love. And what comes against uh, the, the action that we should have operating in our life called love. And they made this list. And so last week we talked about one of those things and, and um, we talked about the subject of pride. Anybody had to deal with that word this week? Once you didn't say amen, you're too prideful to say amen. You know, if you was here last week, you dealt with that word this week. I, I, I preached and had to go home and live it and I had to deal with it. When things would come up, I'd be, didn't you say something about that? I was like, oh, yeah, I think I did. And so uh, just been dealing with it, amen? But I'm telling you, it's good to just lay that, that, that sin aside, lay aside pride and, and move forward and run endurance and uh, the race that's set before me. And I, I tell you, you got a lot of feedback. I had some people tell me, they said, make sure you tell me what you're preach on before you get here. That way I can wear steel toes if I need to or just not even show up if it's something that's really dealing with me so I ain't got to look at it in the face. But uh, whatever that is, but I think we need to hear the word and we need to get it in us. So a lot of good feedback and I appreciate what you said there. But when uh, pride comes along, we, th- pride is this. Pride is when we look at someone else, we look at what they have and we look at what we have and we get puffed up. 
We get the big head or whatever you want to call it. And we look at a situation and we let pride come into our life and we, and we deal with the issue. Now, here's the thing. Envy is this. Envy, which we want to deal with today, envy is this. Envy is the desire for others' traits, status, abilities, or situation. So, so just grab that real quick. Uh, pride is when we look at the other traits, look at the other status, look at the other situations, and we don't want theirs. We like where we're at, and, we, and we're, we're, we think we're better off as someone else, and we're prideful. Envy is just the opposite when it comes to that. You're still looking at someone else, but what you're doing is you're looking at what they have, and then you have the desire to come in and want to receive and take what somebody else has. It's called envy, and it's a sin. And we learned last week that sin does what? Separates us from God, and the wages of it is what? Death. And so this is some real stuff. Now, I'm going to talk about this today, and I, I want to I read a few scriptures that, uh, uh, that kind of God's given me just to kind of put this in perspective, how serious this issue is. Because some of you is looking at me right now and say, well, this really is not that big a deal. This is just something that just affects me. Envy is not something that affects someone else. This is, uh, if, if I'm envious of somebody, they may not even know it. This is no big deal. This is just something that I can go through and nobody know. Let me look and just show you for just a second what kind of company envy is in. Now, just this is why, this is why we got to preach this. Romans chapter 1. Verses 29 through 32, all right? This is just the company that this, this subject that we're talking about today is in and why it's so important. Romans chapter 1, verse 29, it says this, Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whispers. Backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents. Oh, parents went, mm. Everybody else, kids that say nothing, but parents went, mm. Mm. Disobedient to parents. Mm. Undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Wow. Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. We've got to read it. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Everybody say, ouch. Now, we can look at that scripture and say, oh, I, I understand. You murder somebody, you deserve death. You, 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 you go out and you backbite and you do these things. You're a sorcerer and you get out. If somebody come in here and, and they, they, they messed up our nice carpet and put a little campfire and started chanting around it and casting spells and throwing hair and roots and doing all this kind of stuff, we'd be ready to kill them and, or cast something out of whatever it is that needs to be done. We'd be ready to do it because we think that's a big deal. But look at this. Right in the middle. Right in the middle of heresy, dissensions, murders, and drunkenness is this little 
four-letter word called envy. Oh, it's going to be another quiet one today. Envy stands out, though, from every uh, other of the seven deadly sins we're going to deal with because this is the only one that you'll find when you look at the Ten Commandments. Bible in, in the scriptures talks about not coveting. Coveting is when you want something somebody else has, and this is along the same line. So when you're envying someone else, so this is this is kind of separates the two. And uh, this is this is one sin. I'm gonna say this. Don't throw nothing at me. But this is the one sin where no pleasure is involved whatsoever. Now, you can look at the other seven deadly sins, and for a moment, for a season of some sort, there is some pleasure involved. Now, it's not good pleasure. It's not going to stay with you, and you'll, you'll end up on your face when it's all said and done, or possibly death separated from God if you continue in those things. But there is pleasure involved in some of these things. There's pleasure involved in pride for a season. When you look at someone else, you get puffed up, and you have some pleasure, and you feel better about yourself. Uh, you look out, and, 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 and uh, you, you commit the deadly sin or whatever it is of, of gluttony. How I many know? Jose, some pleasure. Glory to God for just a little while until you get home and it all starts swelling up inside of you and you start feeling real bad, whatever it is. But you look at all these things, you look at lust, there is a level of pleasure involved for that for a season. But if you hang around there long, we'll save that for lust day. How about that? Lust day. Y'all, boy, you don't hear nobody pastor ever say that, have you? But this sin is separate. It, there's no pleasure involved in it, and, and, I, and I have to read this. Henry Fairley said this, its appetite never ceases, yet its only satisf satisfaction is self-torment. So if this is, there's no satisfaction in this, there's no pleasure in this for any amount of time, for never, there's no pleasure involved in this whatsoever, why is it that so many people today, even in this room, we struggle with that? Why is it that we have to feel like we have to keep up with the Joneses? I guess now we got to get a new saying. We got to keep up with the Kardashians now. I think that's the, that's the newest thing on, on TV. You got to keep up with whoever it is. But why is it that we feel like we have to keep up with anyone? Why is it that we feel like we have to do these things? What is it that does this? And the media uses this in every form, every fashion. They use this to get you to buy stuff, purchase stuff. They put something in front of you and make you think, if you get this, then you can be this. Or you can have this or do this. They put somebody up there who's, who's drinking all the beers and he's got six-pack abs. Those kind of jump. The truth is you go ahead and drink you a couple of them things and keep on pulling them up. You ain't going to have a six-pack. You have a little keg, you know, <laughs> up, up there. You know, you have your little keg. So, I mean, but they, they do all these things. They put, this, they put these people up there at the fast food restaurant and they're eating and tearing up the Big Mac and all this kind of stuff. You know, that's okay. You can do any of those things and self-control has to be involved. And we'll talk about some of that stuff later. But listen, if you just continue in those areas... It's going to be a bad day. So why is it that we feel like we have to do this? Turn me, if you would, Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20. I'm going to read something. I'm going to have to read it quick. It's a lot of, a lot of scripture. A lot of scripture. Matthew 20. I want to read a parable today and show you this parable, and we're going to look at uh, some things from this, and it's going to probably be a little bit different, this parable, from what you've ever studied this far, if you've ever been in the Word. You've probably never studied this parable in the area of pride, but I want to talk about it today. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 14. We'll read them quick. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early into the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, 
You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and he did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? And he said to them, Because no one hired us, he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And then those who came who were hired about the eleventh hour, they each received a denarius. That would be bad. You show up five o'clock, quitting time six, and you, and you get paid full day's wage. That's a deal right there, son. Man. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men who worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for Daenerys? That what is yours, take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give this last man the same as to you. Now, I'm going to give you five things, and I hope you'll jot this stuff down. Five things, five things that uh, envy does that is negative and the reason this thing doesn't need to be operating in our life. First one is this. Enviness will rob you of happiness. Envy will rob you of happiness. It'll, 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 it'll take you to a place and, it, and it'll rob you of any happiness that's inside of you. In this story today, these guys went out. They got hired at 9 o'clock in the morning. They went out and they worked and they sweated all day long. And they, they put in the time. They gave everything that they had. They, 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 they agreed for a wage. They agreed to work for this Daenerys. They agreed to work for, for this amount of time and get this amount of money. But then these guys come in behind them, some around 12 o'clock, some around 3 o'clock, some around 5 o'clock. And they came in the last moment. And they came in. Some of them were one. And they're passing out the checks. And they're giving this stuff. And you sitting around. And you know the one who just got hired, who just come in. And some of y'all thinking about this right now. Now, I struggled with this when I was at the fire department. We, I'd been there several years, and we had guys that was coming in and who was making the same thing that I was making because of the increase in the cost of living and, and all this kind of stuff that went on. And, and so I put in this time, been through these things, and guys come in the door making the same thing I was making. That can be frustrating to you. These guys here came in. They had worked for one hour, and they got paid this amount of money. Now, here's what happened. These guys saw the money that had been exchanged, and, dude, they were pumped. They were like, man, these guys have been here one hour, and they got this amount of money, too. They ain't no telling what I've done. Hit the jackpot. The South Carolina lottery is unfolding, and the windows of heaven are opening up. And then when they get paid, they got the same thing the guy who worked one hour got paid. I, that could cause a little frustration, but here's the deal. They got exactly what they were told they were going to get. They said, you come in, you work this amount of time, you get this amount of money. And so what happens was, if they didn't look and pay attention to somebody else, these guys would have went on their way, had been happy, and went out and had a good time that evening. Some money in their pocket, had been blessed, had been given, went out, earned it, worked for it, got these things, and then they went out and would have been happy and been okay with it. But what they did was, they didn't look at what they had, they looked at what somebody else had, and it robbed them 
of their happiness. Now, this is what happens so many times. Somebody has something, and, and they have a vehicle that's getting them from point A to point B, but they look at what somebody else is driving, and they say, wait a minute. I, 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 I want what they got. There's a nicer day getting there and more style, this and that. And what happens a lot of times is we go out, we want to keep up with whoever it may be, and then what happens is when those bills start coming in, every bit of happiness that we receive from the 30 minutes we rode off the parking lot out of the, out of the, uh, the, the parking lot from that, that big, nice company. And the moment we went off, that car dropped about $3,000 in value. Yeah, try to sell it the next day. It won't, it won't work out too well for you. We see what they're doing, and then we, we come in, and those bills start piling up, and then every bit of happiness is gone. It's what happens when we get into envy. Proverbs 14.30 says this. It says, a sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bone. Dude, that's pretty rough right there, son. Rottenness to the bone. It is rotten to the bone. So it's what happens when envy comes in. second thing envy was do with this. Envy will cause conflict in life. These guys had this amount of money. They worked on this deal, and then their happiness was gone because they looked at what somebody else hit. And then they got into this. The Bible says they went to the owner and began to complain. What happens when we get in this place and we begin to envy someone else, we begin to look at what they have. Conflict is going to happen. In your life. Conflict will come in and it'll be frustrating. James 4.2 says this. You lust and do not have. You murder and covenant and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Fight and war because of a thing called envy. Because of what somebody else may obtain, what somebody else may have and somebody else may possess and, 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 and what they have. Somebody was talking about this this week and they were talking about this area of, of money and different things or whatever and, and, uh, and my wife had made a statement along the lines of, of something like, you know, really just be honest, could care less about, you know, money as long as my needs are met and as long as I have money to give, I'm okay. And really... Ain't that the way it should be? As long as we have what our, our needs are met and we can give and help meet the needs of others, ain't that how it works? But when you let envy come in your life and when you let this thing come in called, called envy, this four-letter word, I'm going to be honest with you, there's going to be some conflicts that will follow it. Number three, envy will do this. It will make you a resentful person. Envy will make you a resentful person. You at work and somebody else got the promotion and you've been there, and you felt like you deserved it, and that should have been your promotion, they get it, you get resentful. Because, again, we get looking at what somebody else has. We uh, look at somebody else's gift. We start looking at somebody else's talent. We look at what, uh, what, what somebody does. They may be on the stage and may sing well or play well or do whatever, and we get envious and we get resentful and we get frustrated because of this thing. Anytime you do this, I'm going to promise you, you're going to be a miserable person because of it. And I've seen this. I've seen people who somebody comes up and they share something good that happened to them. And I don't understand this. I'm just going to be honest. I don't understand this. I don't understand when somebody comes up to you and they are excited about something that happened and something good that happens in their life, and you cannot rejoice with them. If you can't rejoice with them, you're an envious person. 
Jesus, Lord, help me today. I knew this was going to be a fun one. But, I mean, right in the middle of murder, backbiter, idolater is envious. And if you can't rejoice over somebody else's blessing, you're an envious person. Here's all of this. It's just what you have to do. Lay it aside. Lay aside the weight. Put aside the thing that so easily ensnares you. And what happens is this. It will ensnare you. It will trip you up. You will stumble and you will fumble and you will fall if you continue to do these things. Number four is this. Envy does this. Envy leads to other sins. Envy leads to other sins. Listen to some of these guys. Cain and Abel. Think about that. One killed the other. One murdered and killed the other one because of envy. Because they looked at what somebody else had and, and, and they, wasn't, they didn't have what somebody else had and they killed them. Saul and David, envy. Jacob and Esau, brothers. Envy came in. Joseph and his brothers. Brothers looked at what Joseph had, envious of his nice coat, envious of his gift, envious of what he had, envious of what had been put placed in his hands. They looked at him, and they became resentful for it, and it led to other things. They threw him in a hole, thought they had, you know, had done away with him. But here's what happens, man, and this is what takes place. God's going to bless the other one. God's going to bless the one that you're envious about even more. And what you're doing is you're just blessing them even more. And, and so that's why, you know, if people get frustrated or whatever, go ahead. It's okay. Do, do what you got to do because you're just going to keep getting blessed because of it. They got oh, so upset and envious of this guy. God raised him up out of a hole. Somebody else got envious and put him in a prison. God raised him up out of a prison, put him in a palace. Made him a prince. Listen to me. Listen to me. All the envy does, it makes you a miserable person. It brings you down, and it's going to lead to other sins in your life. James 3.16 says this, For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Wow. I mean, look at this. Where envy is existing in your life, every other evil thing is right there with you. So if, you, if, if you're frustrated about somebody else and what they've got, l- listen to what's hanging around you. Just think about anything evil. It's right there, beca- there because of the envy in your heart. Amen, Pastor. That's a good word. Number five, Dis- envy does this. It distracts us from God's call or plan for our life. Envy distracts us from God's plan or call for our life. And this is, this, is, this is where we miss it. We look at somebody else's plan. We look at somebody else's calling. We look at somebody else's gifts, someone else's talents, someone else's finances, someone else's blessings or whatever, and we get focused on that, and then we miss what God has for our life. We miss what God has. And here's the thing, man. What God may have for you could be way better than what that person may have. Just think about it. Think about it. if you got you spent all your time frustrated, so mad, so so upset about what somebody else has had, and then it was given to you, and then you find out it's just let's make a deal. You picked door number one, and behind door number three was this all this great blessings of what you had, but you wanted what somebody else had. You got envious of what they had, and you missed out on the greater plan that God has for your life. And here's the truth about it: God has a plan for you. 
He's got a plan for your life. He has blessings in store for you. Every person in this room, God doesn't love me or nobody else sitting beside you any more than he loves you today. And if you don't understand that today, and if you don't go after what God has for you, and each of us, we've been reading this, has a race to run. You can't run somebody else's race. You've got to run your race. Because here's the deal. You run their race and you get to their finish line and you don't, dog, I, don't, I can't even use this. You run the end of the finish line, man, and you play the piano and you get to the end of the finish line as a guitar there. Oh, man, I wonder if Phil's music trade this bad boy in. What if I can do? You can't do anything with it. But when you run your race, you go to the end of the line, you find out what God has for you, and you go to this place. And here's the deal. You, you may not want what somebody else has got, especially if you knew this, what they had to go through to get it. Her T.D. Jakes talked about this one time, and, and, and he come up, and he said it was an altar call time, and one of the guys come up and, and grabbed his hand and said, Bishop, he said, I, I want your anointing. He's like, Okay. And he, he said, all right, you know what comes with that, don't you? And he began to tell him everything he had been through, all, all the frustrations and, and, and all the hurts and all the pains and all the financial issues and all the struggles and, and all the relationship problems, all this kind of stuff. He said, do you want that too in the name of Jesus? And the guy was like, ho, 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 hold everything. See, we don't know what somebody's been through. But here's the deal. God gives you grace to go through your race. And if you'll stay on the path that God has for you, you'll stay on the, on, on the, the thing that God has laid out, your race. God will give you grace for it. And at the end of it is your prize, your blessing, what God has for you. And, and here's the deal. Man, God has something great for each of us. But when we let these things come in, we let these struggles come in and all these problems and, and, and frustrations come in, we miss what God has available for us. And... Been there, I've got caught up in different things, man. You try to do like something like somebody else's does it, it means nothing. You be you. You be what God has called you to be. Do what God's called you to do. And the blessings and the rewards are, are, are great. He'll bless you in a huge and mighty way. Three, three quick things. I want to pray for some needs here in a minute. But three quick things that we need to do, steps for overcoming envy. The first one is this. Just stop comparing myself to others. Stop comparing myself to others. I, I, I'm no longer going to look at what somebody else has. I'm, I'm no longer going to look at whether I'm a success, whether somebody else has succeeded, failed, what they have. I'm not going to compare anything else to them. I'm going to take what God's given me. I'm going to use it to the best of my ability. And God will raise you up when you do that. He'll bless you when you do those things. So you don't look at what anybody else has. You just look at what God's given you. Galatians 6, 4 says this. But let each one examine his own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Dude, that's good. You look at your own work. You look at what God's placing you. Then you have a place to rejoice. But again, if, if these guys would have just took that paycheck... This is what was promised to them. It's what they worked for. It's what, matter of fact, it's what they deserved. They didn't deserve anything else. That was the negotiations. That was you work for this amount of time, you get this amount of money. And they worked on that, and they got exactly what they were given. You quit comparing yourself to those. And when it happens, it's going to happen this week. You're going to look at somebody else, and you're going to go, man, I wish I just say something like this. God, help me to stop comparing to someone else. You can apply this this week. Somebody else's business is at this level, and yours is right here right now. Listen. Just be faithful here and God will raise you up. 
Just be faithful here. Give in this level and God will raise you to the next one. When you get to that level, keep giving, keep serving. God will raise you to the next place. It works that way. It's, it's kingdom principles. It's what he does in your life. God God honor and be faithful when you're faithful. Number two is this. Be thankful for who you are and what you have. If I'm going to <clears throat> destroy envy in my life, I'm going to be thankful for what I have. I'm going to be thankful for what I am and who I am and what God's made me to be. Anytime, you, any, anytime, any moment when you deviate from that, when you get to that place and you're no longer thankful, listen, if we just applied this principle, our praise and worship right here would be off the chain. I'm saying... See, if, we ju- if, 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 if I just come up here and I read this principle over and over and over until we got this, next week I read this principle again, we just come to the place to where we're thankful for what we have, we're thankful for what we've been given, we're thankful for who we are, the praise and worship around this place would be off the chain. It wouldn't be fake, it wouldn't be made up. It wouldn't be us pretending that we're Pentecostal and we really ain't. Y'all have the right to remain silent. Anything you say, can and will be used against you. Man. We, we, it's, just, it's just true. We ain't got to act spiritual, we'll be spiritual. Amen. We ain't got to come in and act thankful, we'll be thankful. When we just look at nobody else, look at what we have, be thankful for where we're at, our praise and worship will completely change in this place. That's good. Number three, show kindness to the person that you've envied. We've talked about the corresponding virtue of the, 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 the opposite of what we're doing. When you're envying someone, you, you, you don't want them to have something, and you don't want them to be, to be in that place to where they're blessed or whatever. When that comes in, you, you correspond that, and you fight this with this. You are nice to the person that you envy. You, you do this. You bless the person that you're struggling with. That's good. That's good. You replace the envy with love. Galatians 5, 22, 23 says this. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. You know what the fruit of the flesh are? Envy, anger, backbiting, murder, sorcery, idolatry, all this kind of stuff. What kind of fruit are you going to produce? The seeds are both there. We have the option to plant either one. We have the option to put both of those in place and use those different, those different seeds in our life. But which one are we going to plant? Which one are we going to put in place? I'm going to finish with this one scripture. This text came, I mean, it came, oh, dude, it came real to me this week in a different way. It's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It's our, our text for this, this series. It says this. It says, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising his shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. Don't look at the Joneses. Don't look at the Kardashians. Don't look at anybody else. Look to Jesus. This is what's cool, man. When you look at him, when you get your eyes on Jesus, when you don't look at anything else, and here's the thing, he's the author, he's the finisher, he's the one who wrote the book for you, he's the one who has the plan, he wrote the path, he laid it out for you. This is the one who knows this. Here's the thing, we're looking at someone else who's not going to be able to help us on our path. 
But when we look to Jesus, we look to the one who planned this and wrote this and knows exactly what we need. When we just keep our eyes on him, we know this. We're on the right, going in the right direction. When we, when we quit looking, at the moment I look at somebody else, I look at Pastor Stephen, the moment I get my eyes on him, I'm missing what Jesus has for me. And if I'm focused on anybody else but Jesus, I'm on the wrong path. God has a plan for you. God has a place for you. Every person in this room, I believe this. I think God wants you blessed. I think he wants you out of debt. I think he wants you healthy, whole, uh, nothing lacking, nothing broken, nothing missing in your life. But the moment you do this, you take your eyes off Jesus, you miss it. Because we have to look to Jesus. He's the one who wrote it and planned it out for us. And this is, this is it. We can't miss it when he's there. We, we can't fall. We can't. We, there's no way if we just keep our eyes on him. He'll, he'll, he'll pick us up if we stumble. He'll pick you up and carry you when you fall. He'll be the one to do it. But the moment you look at somebody else, here's the deal. They're over there celebrating, enjoying what they got. They're not going to help you. So you're looking at somebody who's not going to be the one to do something for you. You look to Jesus. Look at the one who can do something for you. Stand if you would, please. Just bow your heads for a moment if you would. Whatever it is that you're going through today, here's, here's, here's how you get out of it. Look to Jesus. Whatever it is today that you're dealing with and whatever struggle you might be facing, <clears throat> look to Jesus. <laughs> That's simple preaching and teaching, but so true. We're looking at the wrong place if we're looking at someone else. We see things that we think the grass is greener on the other side. If it's greener there, there's some reasons for that. There's a lot of fertilizer over there. If you know anything about agriculture, you know what fertilizer is. God's got a plan for you. God's got a path for you. He's the author. He's the finisher of your faith. He's the one who's wrote it, the book for your life. He's the one who has a plan in store for you. And if you're looking anywhere else, you miss it. It starts with salvation. It starts there. You look to Jesus, first of all, for salvation, and you allow him to help you get on that path, get in the race, get in that spiritual journey that you need to be on. It starts there. If you don't know Jesus, this is a day for you, and this is a day that needs to change, and God gets you on that journey. Today, there's somebody that are here that you, you, you know them, you're looking unto them, but what is happening so many times, and as I've preached this today, there's been things running through your mind. There's been struggles. You've had a hard time even trying to hear what I've been saying because there's things going through your mind. You're looking at somebody else. Listen to me. Rejoice. Rejoice. If somebody else has been blessed, rejoice with them. Celebrate that. 
because when you get into envy, you've heard it today. Everything else that surrounds that, what is what that involves, and, 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 and what level you're on. And the enemy wants to put you on that level. Here's the deal. This is what's so this is what's so amazing. This is how the enemy works. This is why he's such a great deceiver. You said, I'd never kill anybody. I'd never do that. I would there's no way I would never do that. I man, I would never be honest, man, there ain't no way I'd get out and I would, I would get up and I would cant some kind of, you know, sorcery incantation and I'd get involved with sorcery and I'd never do any of those things. The devil said, that's okay, you ain't got to. I might not be able to get you there, but I can get you right here. And he does. And as a result, you're a resentful, miserable person and you miss out on what God has for your life. Dude, this is heavy stuff, but it's true. Father, today I thank you today for your word. And God, I thank you that you are the author. Lord, you've written it. Lord, you're the one who started it. You're the one who will finish it for us. And God, I thank you today, God, that every person in this room has a race set before them. They have a journey placed before them. I pray, God, they'll run it with endurance today. God, I pray our faith we built because these messages we will understand the importance of looking at and dealing with these things and laying aside the weights, the hindrances today. We do that today in the name of Jesus. We believe that today your word is true. And God, we today we set aside this deadly sin today. Anytime we look at someone else and something tries to come in our mind, we'll say a prayer. God, we'll say, Lord, help us not to compare. Help us not to compare ourselves to anyone else be thankful and rejoicing of what we have and what we've given and we'll use what you've given us in the name of Jesus with your heads bowed eyes closed I want to do this if you're here today and you don't know Christ this is the day that needs to change for you we'd love to lead you in that prayer we're going to open up our altars in just a moment I'd like to invite you to come down with those that come down for other needs today if you're here and you're you're struggling in any area of envy. The enemy uses this. Here's the deal. We've all been in this place. I said it last week. Every one of us have committed every one of these sins. None of us are exempt. I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to come down as we open up this altar today. But I just want us to take a moment. We're going to pray over special needs. And if you need a, if you need a prayer, if you have a need of healing in any way, I'm going to ask you to move. If, you, if, if anything else I spoke to you today has spoken to your heart, I'm going to ask you to move. But for just a few moments, I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. They'll help us as, as we open up these altars. And if you have a special need, we want to pray for healing. I want some of our leaders to come down and help us. If you have a physical need, I want you to just come stand in this altar. And we're going to come down. We're going to pray for you. We're going to believe for you for your healing. Some ladies here in the altar, some of you ladies help us down there. If you 